everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. And this week we have real sports things to talk about, even if they aren't the games themselves. Sports! <laughs> yeah. It's been so long. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what sports are anymore. I kind of forgot. Uh, I think I saw it on ESPN that it's uh, mostly cornhole. Or bags, however you oh. say. That's pretty much all we got. Does Tech have a cornhole team? We could talk about that for, for the offseason here. Yeah, a cornhole preview podcast. <laughs> yeah, but right now we'll go ahead and do the NFL draft, which starts Thursday night and goes through the weekend. And there are some Tech players that have a pretty good chance of being selected, some others that have a so-so chance, and then some that are, you know, maybe, but... Let's go ahead and start with the person who is the most likely Bulldog to get picked sometime this week, and that'll be Amik Roberts, who should sound pretty familiar if you're a fan of tech at all. If you are listening to this podcast and you don't know who Amik is, just turn it off. We don't need you. <laughs> just to give an idea of what he did at tech, the tied for the fifth most interceptions in his career with the Bulldogs with 14 that tied Xavier Woods, who's currently playing the NFL. Amik had All-American honors from the Football Writers Association of America. America, PFF, and we're on the second team for the Athletic and AP. It's good. It's very good. High resume coming out for him. Another player in that secondary that may make an impact on an NFL team is Legereus Sneed. He had a team high 72 tackles last year, along with three interceptions while playing at a new position of safety. He had two starts in 2016, six in 2017, and started all 13 games in 2018, all those at cornerback before he moved over to safety. And Tech needed him in that safety role in 2019, but that might have hurt his draft stock a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, it might have, but I also see the flip side of that where it could have also helped him by showing teams that he's not just a cornerback. Like if they need somebody who can kind of rove around the defense, he can be that guy. He he played safety pretty well. I think he's a better cornerback um, and that's what he wants to play. But uh, he may be able to able to fit in in more of a niche role on a team's uh, defense um, because he's got that experience playing safety at a high level too. I don't know. I feel like Sadiq stood out more as a player this year playing safety than he did cornerback, and you know it was definitely more noticeable for me. So maybe that is a good thing. Maybe he got no. It seemed like his draft stock kind of started becoming a thing. You know, once this year got rolling. Yeah, and I, I definitely think too he he really really helped himself at the combine because I hadn't heard much buzz about him. I think he got invited to one of the like off the wall senior bowls like not the senior bowl in mobile but one of the other ones like the shrine game or something like that um but then he he got invited to the combine and actually ran a 4.37 or a 4.39 I, I think i saw two different numbers which was actually the fastest 40 for a uh, defensive back at the combine this year so that may get him drafted right there just being the fastest one available somewhere al davis is just thinking about all that speed <laughs> So yeah, next player for the Bulldogs that has a chance of getting drafted is Jamar Smith, and we'll see if any team uh, wants him and wants to clap about it. Somebody Just, wants Jamar. Hopefully, somebody wants Jamar. Wait, who? Who? I don't. I don't remember that guy. What? Who is that? Yeah, I only remember the offensive defensive <laughs> linemen for a team. So yeah, the skill players, I have no idea who they are. He does have <laughs> the third career most passing yards at Tech with 9,523, if that helps jog your memory a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. 
Conference USA is a group of 14 different football schools play each other. <laughs> more, oh, more like 13. Oh. Sometimes it is 13 for a year or two, and then it goes back to 14. And no one's really it's quite sure why. State. But yeah, Jamar had 51 touchdowns, 21 interceptions in his 43-game career at Louisiana Tech. But he's a little undersized at six foot one, 218 pounds. Yeah, I think... That's probably going to be if he was like six four and had those stats, he'd probably get taken in like the sixth or seventh round. But I think he's gonna. I think he'll get invited to a to a team's camp, whatever that looks like this season. Um, who knows? But yeah, I I don't think he's got the measurables or the like stellar. Obviously, he almost had ten thousand passing yards, so that's really good, right? But he also had fifty one touchdowns, whereas like Ryan Higgins had like forty six in one season or something like that. So I don't expect Jamar to get drafted, but I would love to see it. Yeah, yeah. And another player that is probably more likely to end up as a walk on into a camp than as a draftee is Jaquise Dancy, Tech's outgoing senior running back. As far as what Dancy did in his time at Tech. Well, first and foremost, he beat cancer, and that's a a pretty big deal right there. Even if it doesn't translate to football skills. Cancer. Shout out to Boozy. Take from Evan. (laughs) Before all that, though, Dancy was a special teamer his freshman year. That's how he got involved with the team. He had 17 kickoff returns and returned one of them for 47 yards. After cancer, his first game back was against Northwestern State in the season opener, where he scored a touchdown. His running back roles were pretty limited that year. He still played a lot on special teams, but in 2018, he led the team in rushing yards and carries. But then Justin Henderson took over last year, if we need a reminder on that. Yeah, and and Dancy, I mean, he was dealing with some nagging injuries, and I was actually really disappointed that he never really got back into the game or in, into any role on the field, right? So I'm honestly a little surprised to see him on this list because I kind of thought maybe he had just decided behind the scenes to to finish out the season on Tech's team but not really play anymore um, because of the health concerns but more power to him and i hope that he he gets invited somewhere for sure yeah and and this list is mostly compiled from looking at different prospect lists other people have put out so the only reason we're talking about him is because i think it was two or three different websites or or prospect list organizers uh had that had him on that list draft specialists i believe they call themselves Mm. Uh, in in air quotes experts or whatnot which we are certainly not. Let's, we probably should have said that at the top. But if you didn't know, we're not draft specialists or experts. Although here. we will be 100% on our predictions of who goes where, though. 100%. Sure Never lost. Yeah. After Jaquise Dancy is another name that may surprise you on as far as names that were on these lists, and that's Dwight Stallworth, who did play for Tech last year, if that name doesn't sound all that familiar. But he was an offensive tackle. So probably not the player that stands out the most when you look at stat lines or anything like that. He was a transfer from a Juco in 2016. He played pretty sparingly in 2016 and 2017 then sat on all but one game in 2018 due to an injury and then also battled an injury a little bit last year as well in his senior year. So he doesn't have a lot of playing time underneath his belt, but what he does have is raw size. He is six foot eight and 320 pounds and one website one of these pre-draft websites I saw had him listed at four, 341 now. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's a big yeah, I mean, man. He, he's, a big old, he's a big old man, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't, I don't know, like, I can't see a team taking a pass on him just because he dealt with so many injuries already. And that's a position where you're in the trenches, you're getting, you're getting rolled up on, you're getting hurt, right? And so it just, 
I don't know. It feels yeah. like a stretch, but then you look at his measurables and it's like, oh, okay. I could see I could see somebody, you know, offering him a an undrafted free agent contract to come to OTAs, right? Like that makes sense. But we'll see. Yeah, finally, to round out this list is Michael Sam, who is a junior college transfer in 2017 at a defensive back position, sat out due to injury for 2017, played some in 2018, but his first start of his career at Tech was in the Hawaii Bowl, which went pretty well, all things considered. 2019 was a pretty solid campaign. He had six passes defended and three interceptions. Yeah, not bad. Um, I remember the hype was pretty high for him back when he transferred in, but then, you know, obviously that injury held him out right away. So, and then, you know, I guess in 2018, he was behind Sneed and Amik at cornerback. So yeah, can't really blame him for that. But yeah, I mean, this year he had a, he had a pretty decent year. So it's not all that surprising to see him, you know, making some prospect boards, right? But I, I would not expect him to be drafted personally. Yeah, I, I feel the further down that list we get, the less likely it is right. those players would be drafted. So now let's see what the experts think about these these prospects and where they have them rated. We'll start with Amik, start at the top. Dane Brugler has him listed as the number 10 cornerback in the country and the number 79 player overall. That's as high as he's rated by anywhere that I saw. And his lowest is the number 36 cornerback in the country by Walter Football. Goodness. Which really? Low. That, that seems very low. I mean, the dude was an All-American at his position. Like, how is he that? Ah. We'll talk about mock drafts in a second, but Walter Football also has one of those. And they didn't even have him drafted. Wow. I mean, I, I get it. He's small, right? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But like that's the dude is an all-american right and and when you're an all-american you're being compared against all levels of football so the people voting for that are obviously considering that he plays in cusa whereas you know a guy that plays for alabama plays in the sec right so like they're taking level of competition into effect and still saying that amik is one of the four or five best cornerbacks in the country and yet you have him ranked 36th okay yeah I mean, God, I would I would love to like see Amik see that ranking <laughs> and what he would have to say about that because he's not shy about promoting himself, right? I mean, even to me, number 10 seems low, at least for a high. Yeah, that, that's low for the highest. Yeah. That should be like the average where he's at. But I mean, I guess, you know, they always talk about measurables and size and everything. And, you know, that's the one thing he can't help, right? Yeah, imagine if he was like three inches taller. <laughs> well... I think if he was three inches taller, he would not have gone to Louisiana Tech. He would have gone to literally anywhere in the country he yeah. wanted to go. So so the NFL has their own draft tracker and draft grades, the NFL.com. And they gave him a 6.25. That ranges from 8 to 5. 6.25 would place him in the category of somewhere between good backup who could become a starter and will be a starter within two seasons. Okay. I think that's about where Xavier Woods was rated. He may have been... It wasn't like immediate starter, but it was like yeah, it was could be starter within his first two seasons. I think was his rating. But why is their range eight to five? That is a good question. They know football, but not numbers. <laughs> like Major League Baseball, baseball uses a twenty to eight scale, which is weird. But um, I looked up Xavier Woods's grade was a five point six, which would okay. be chance to make end of roster or practice squad. Oh wow! So you want to be closer to an eight? So you want to be yeah. closer to eight? Yeah, 8.0 is a perfect prospect. The highest rating this year is uh, Chase Young, who has a 7.37. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that guy, I mean, literally could eat people, I think, in the NFL. And he's only a 7.37. Okay. So 6.25 is pretty good then. Yeah. Perennial All-Pro is the category he's in. Wow. Wow. That's bold. And that's what they think he will be. Yeah. So, Evan, what has Amik been up to since 
I guess he declared his intention for the draft. Yeah. So he was dealing with that groin injury. He had surgery for um, before the independence bowl. And so he missed like all the, all the senior bowl. Well, I guess he's not a senior. So um, he was not going to play in a senior bowl, obviously, but he would have been invited to the combine and everything, but he was still injured. So his plan was to show off, you know, at Tech's Pro Day, but that got canceled because of the current situation we're in. It, it was supposed to be March 27th or 28th. So he and his agent decided to host a an unconventional, like, virtual Pro Day where they taped him running the 40 and got a laser timer and everything for that. He did a couple of drills. And then they sent the tape to all 32 teams. And so this actually generated a lot of buzz for him because, you know, people kind of doubted that if he was going to come back from that groin injury the same with the same range of motion and kind of fluid motion that he's always had. And then they were doubting his speed as well. So he ran a 4.45, which is really good, obviously. It would have been the ninth best time for a corner at this year's combine out of 28. So pretty good. And then he also caught every ball that was thrown his way during his drills. And so the new star asked Amik about his performance and he said, quote, you can't get hands like these out the store. So <laughs> like I said, he's very good at uh, <laughs> at talking himself up. He's apparently had interviews with uh, five teams, the Jets, Titans, Falcons, Ravens, and Raiders. So uh, those teams are definitely interested. Of course, a lot of times you hear like I know Kenneth Dixon had interviewed with the Saints a few years ago, but obviously he did not get drafted by the Saints. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but, you know, those five teams are at least very interested in him. And it doesn't even really mean that one of those five teams will draft him either. Right. It's nice to see him just getting interviews like that. Yeah. I mean, the teams are definitely somewhat interested. Yeah. Another player that some teams may be interested in is Lajarius Sneed. His highest rating, Chris Trapasso on CBS, gives him a number 14 safety, number 181 overall. And Dane Brugler gave him number 22 in terms of cornerbacks. So it really depends on if you count him as a safety or a cornerback. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting because, I mean, I think he's trying to brand himself as a cornerback. But, you know, maybe a team is like, hey, we're pretty stacked at cornerback, but we need a safety. And, you know, we like your special teams abilities or something like that. Right. So that that kind of versatility, I think, is going to play in his favor. Yeah. And his grade from NFL.com in terms of prospect is 5.96, which is somewhere between a backup slash special teamer and a developmental trait based prospect. Hmm. Very specific categories. Yeah. And I, I could see that, too, with just with his speed that he had. I think it would help if he had ever like returned kicks or anything at tech because he's so fast. They might give him a chance to do that but who knows maybe he did in high school or something and he could work that up yeah so next up jamar now that we have a refresher on who he is on the prospect list he's listed as high as the number 27 quarterback in the country by athlon sports uh dane brugler who seems very very low on tech players he lists jamar as the number 39 quarterback in the draft man i mean both of those feel low to me i'm just trying to think of how many how many quarterbacks are are there out there 39 like there's 39 i guess that's Seems right. high. I mean, that, that seems low for a guy who's a three-year starter and has decent stats, right? But again, he's short. I get it, but still, still seems low. The NFL draft tracker, he's the number 15 quarterback, which sounds okay. more about right, maybe a little high, but right in that area, I think, is, is what's right. And his draft grade from them is a 5.48, which that is... Like- 
practice squad level yeah. or between chance to make the end of roster or practice squad and priority free agent hmm. yeah priority free agents lower than chance to make practice squad so i don't understand these levels very much so future uh hamilton tie cats quarterback jmar smith is that what we're what we're oh man <laughs> future boston red sox starting catcher jmar smith <laughs> future uh fujitsu frontiers x-league champion jmar smith oh uh, man yeah i mean i, I hope jmar gets some attention gets to gets to show off and camp and everything and hopefully make a practice squad or even make a team as like a third string depth guy but you know there are other options yeah. out there for him too yeah. Yeah. I, if I had to put money on something, it would be that he's in the Canadian Football League in a, two or three years. Yeah. So next up in our rotation is Jaquie Stancy. Walter Football, which again is the one that doesn't even have a meek get drafted. That's as high as I saw Jaquise on any of the boards. He was listed as their number 40 running back. And as low as he got was number 93 by that Dane huh. Brugler guy. What an I interesting mean... person. The number 40 best running back, but he said Amik was the 39th or 36th. Best Walter Football said that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Dancy didn't even play this year, right? Yeah. Like, like he was like the third string guy when he was healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I don't know how healthy he ever was, but I know he dressed out for some games and didn't even get in the game, right? So, I mean, that's nothing against Dancy, but I'm just questioning this guy's like, Dancy's very fast, very shifty, right? So, those skills, you know, we've seen with Boston Scott this past season and and with longer term players like Darren Sproles and everything guys like that can make an impact in the NFL but I don't I mean the number 40 running back in the in the draft seems high for a guy who didn't even play this past season basically yeah seems weird but eh. yeah I would be I would be absolutely shocked if Dancy got drafted but I would not be shocked if he if he got an undrafted free agent contract you know the afternoon or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, that's my thought as well, is walk onto a team, maybe end up in the Canadian Football League as well, or or whatever whatever's next year's one-off of a minor league football league is. But but yeah, I don't see his name being called on draft day, or I guess draft days now. But next up is that Dwight Stallworth guy. I only saw him on one list, and that was Dane Brugler's at number 54 offensive tackle. Yeah, I, I got nothing to add there. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably walks on, probably not drafted. We all know that but... I'm the uh, the resident offensive tackle expert here on the GTPDD podcast, and that Absolutely. sounds exactly right to me. <laughs> hey, I've seen the blind side once. So <laughs> I know everything there is to know about offensive tackling. And Michael Sam is the last guy. Dane Brugler gives him a number 96 cornerback rating in this draft. So Man, those cornerback ratings go far. Yeah. Shoo. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to, I mean, obviously we're going off of names that we saw on draft profiles and whatnot, but there's a few other players who uh, were hoping to use Tex Pro Day, um, which again, obviously got canceled, uh, but they were hoping to use Tex Pro Day to, um, you know, impress some scouts. Uh, guys like Connor Taylor, Aaron Roberson, Courtney Wallace, Kadarian Mason, really just the whole defense, apparently, from last year. I'm getting scared for next year now. (laughs) Kadarian Mason, Daryl Lewis, and James Jackson. I mean, those guys all made impact on Tech's defense, and they could potentially get looks and get camp invites. And once you're there, once you're in the door, a lot of guys end up just being camp bodies, but you never know what can happen, right? Every year, somebody surprises you uh, on whatever your favorite NFL team is, right? So... Every year there's an undrafted free agent who comes in and outperforms your third round draft pick. So those guys are just hoping to get their feet in the doors. Hopefully they can make the best of any opportunities they get. 
Yeah. Yeah. What more can you say? If you guys had to pick one of those guys to uh, to be on your team, Nathan and I are both Saints fans. Uh, Josh is a uh, purple stupid team fan. Wow. Well, no need to name. Not LSU oh, actually. <laughs> we don't we don't like purple and gold teams here uh we're on record about that but uh, so i mean for me i'm picking connor taylor because of the the locks right Right, that's good (laughs) like that and that dude hits hard so i think that would translate well to the nfl who would you pick nathan yeah i mean connor taylor is my first thought uh knowing the saints though could use some cornerback help so maybe aaron roberson but i think if you're just going based off skill not fit you have to take connor taylor of that list yeah yeah i'm the, the purple people need quarterbacks, so Aaron Roberson probably. Yeah, we're about to get into mock drafts and our predictions and stuff, and the Vikings are replacing, what, three cornerbacks this year? Yeah, three cornerbacks, a wide receiver. But hey, at least we didn't trade our wide receiver for a second-round pick. Fair. So jumping into the mock drafts that these experts in quotes put together, because they're always right. <laughs> always. We're the real experts. The writer for Sports Illustrated. Amico's kind of, number one. Yes. That's my pick. Oh, man, to the Bengals. <laughs> No, some other team will trade up for him. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Whatever team we don't all hate. How about that? <laughs> okay. Um, um, uh, I, I don't know. Good... <laughs> Maybe like the Buffalo Bills? I, I don't know. I, I'm down with Bills Mafia. Yeah, I, I I'm down with Bills that. Mafia. <laughs> Gets immediately run out of town for taking no. Amika at number one. <laughs> Amika goes on to have a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So what do the actual experts say? <laughs> Again, these are all mostly guesses. But when I went and found these seven round mock drafts to get an idea of where these different experts say people are going, starting with Sports Illustrated, they had just one Bulldog picked in the third round, 41st pick, 105th pick overall. The Minnesota Vikings select Amik Roberts, making yeah. Josh a very yeah. happy guy. I will go buy that. <laughs> man, I'd be jealous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, Reuter from NFL.com, third round, sixth pick of the draft. The New York Giants select Amik Robertson. 70th overall? Yes, 70th overall. It'd be great to go there. Well, at that point, maybe not to the Giants. Yeah. The Giants have a great history with their cornerbacks. They select early in the draft, right? And then also Reuter predicts sixth round, first pick. So not first overall, but first in our round, I guess. The Cincinnati Bengals select Legarius Sneed. Not the Bengals. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Knowing nothing about Cincinnati other than they're probably taking Joe Burrow. And they have bad chili there. Yeah. Not a fan. Keep nutmeg out of chili 2020. That's my <laughs> Don't that's my put take. chili on spaghetti noodles i mean that's Ever. that i'm surprisingly okay with it's the nutmeg <laughs> that gets me i just don't it's weird i don't like it now jumping over to the mock draft by the people we've kind of been bashing on a little bit walter football the first bulldog picked will be seventh round 25th pick 239 overall the buffalo Bills select legerious need i mean did, did he just think amik went somewhere else and we're not like or i don't understand like yeah i don't how how are you i mean did he just like put up cut like a cut list like anybody shorter under than six, six foot, feet tall yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just not getting drafted get off my list <laughs> tall people only at walter football the usa today has amik going in the third round 13th pick 77th overall to the denver broncos and no legerious need i mean i, I can live with amik on the broncos i guess yeah, we'll be fine. i don't really have a problem Sporting news, fourth round, eighth pick, 114th overall, Arizona Cardinals, Amik Roberts. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, it was worth mentioning that pretty much everywhere has had Amik in the third round and that one had him in the fourth. Yeah, it's it's also interesting, you know, like we kind of mentioned earlier, he's 
teams or five teams, the uh, the Jets, Titans, Falcons, Ravens and Raiders. And nobody has him predicted to be picked by any of those teams. So clearly there's a lot of teams that could benefit from uh, Amik's skill set. So, you know, hopefully he gets drafted and we're not like, you know, eating crow next week on the yeah. podcast. Let's go ahead and set ourselves up to do just that. Let's do our <laughs> predictions. Which players we think will go where and which round and to which team, maybe, if we feel like being that specific about it. Evan, let's start with you. Sure. I'll say that my first prediction is that Amik will be drafted in the third and it'll be by a team that trades up for him. And I'm going to I'm going to go with the Vikings because I didn't realize they were replacing so many cornerbacks, but I'll say specifically that they'll trade up a couple picks. They have the, looks like the 41st pick overall in the third round. I think they'll try to trade up a little bit to make sure they get them. That'd be so nice. I also, I mean, this may not be a hot take, but I think Sneedle, I'll say seventh round, somebody takes a a pass on him. I have no idea what team, maybe the Vikings, if they don't get a meek or if they do, I don't know. I don't Um, know. Draft everyone on defense. (laughs) And then my, my final kind of hot take is that Dancy will land with the saints as an undrafted free agent. So they'll go the same route they went with Boston Scott and hopefully not uh, miss out on him by cutting him after deciding to put him on the 53 man and then cutting him the next day. So anyway, I'm not still mad. (laughs) What a whirlwind of a day that was. Yeah. (laughs) What about you guys? You got any, any kind of predictions or hot takes? Uh, I mean, hot takes, not so much prediction, but a hot take. I I think J gets drafted. I think somebody probably just sees it. Hey, three year starter. Just he's pretty good. Someone will take a flyer on him. He can gun the ball too. I mean, like he's, he's not a bad quarterback, right? So some people listening probably just, Shouted. I mean, but. yeah, some people probably <laughs> definitely disagree with that, but I'm watching our subscriber count drop. I, I feel like I have a feeling the GMR gets drafted. Somebody will, some GM will be like, we need something and this fits late in the draft. And then I think outside of a meek, Connor Taylor will be the, have the best career out of Ooh. anybody that gets drafted. Tech players that get drafted. Yeah. Okay. Well, not any player, <laughs> but yeah, any tech player. That gets drafted. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of matched up players rounds teams. I have a meet going in the third round to the Raiders. The Raiders need a cornerback pretty desperately, and they have three picks in the third round, so a pretty good chance oh, wow. for them for them to yeah. grab him and not have to to move up. So just a lot of percentages, they have the best chance, I think. Uh, I see Lajarius Need going around six to Minnesota. Again, they need cornerbacks, they need bodies, yeah. and they can pick up a pretty good one in the sixth round, and they have two picks in the sixth round. So again, hedging bets on which teams have which picks. And then someone we haven't talked about yet. Oh, wow. Because he wasn't yeah. on any big board. I, yeah, I didn't see. Malik Stanley, I'm going to go and make this my hot take. Malik Stanley gets drafted in the seventh round. Interesting. Not he was able to do at Tech so much as just size. And teams like taking flyers on large wide receivers in the seventh round ever since Marcus Colston. Yeah, I mean, that's, okay, interesting. He was exciting at times this year. I mean, there's an article on the draft wire from seven years ago called, or seven hours ago, geez, seven years ago. That would be impressive. Um, seven hours ago feels like seven years at this point, but um, anyway, you can cut all that if you want. Nope. Uh, it's called Meet Malik Stanley, Louisiana Tech's above the rim wide receiver prospect. So he, oh, it's actually an interview. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Wow. He ran a 4.59 in the 40 yard dash. So he's not the fastest guy, but he's spoken with a few teams in the AFC. Huh. I mean, hey, this is. This is interesting. What turned me on to thinking that maybe he gets a draft pick 
is a post from a couple months ago when I was just searching through these these players a couple days ago from a Bears fan website, I guess, fan-sided. And it was talking about how Malik Stanley would be a nice addition for the Bears. Knowing nothing about how the Bears are set up. And so I'm not really even at a at a place where I want to predict what team he goes to. But I think that enough people are looking his way and that his size, more than anything else, gets him a seventh round, no earlier, draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he had some really good performances at Tech, you know, not overall stellar stats or anything, but, you know, like I said, he, he showed out sometimes and made catches over people in traffic, made some moves. Like, he, he's a pretty good wide receiver that I wish we had had for more than one season. Um, I wish we had him going into next year, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah so that is that is my hot take. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, 40 receptions, 649 yards. Certainly not bad. Let's move on to the tweet of the week. Evan, you have a tweet this week? Yes. So there's a lot of talk, you know, right now, obviously, around the sports world about whether we're even going to have football season next year. So at FIU underscore is underscore trash says breaking NCAA is considering having a football season without fans in the stands. They've reached out to FIU for guidance. Good. So, you know, just the second week in a row of uh, of dunking on fellow CUSA members that aren't us. So yeah, what yeah, are you some, gonna do about it? Somebody else uh, chimed in and said they should have the games at Legion Field. That way, if any fans did come, it would collapse and send a strong message to other fans around the country. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Nobody yeah, even liked that good. response. So I, I like that. So shout out to Cameron Dodd for that one. It's good too, man. Yep. So there's our tweet of the week. Yeah. One little thing that isn't draft related because at least I'm holding on to this draft thing pretty tight because it's live sports related content that isn't just video games. Oh, so, yeah. Man, I can't wait. I will also, definitely be watching. <laughs> if you guys are hungry for sports, there is that Michael Jordan documentary. Well, thanks for the shout out on the podcast that will come out in two days that this was happening. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Then my, my, my 99 cent check from ESPN will probably come in. <laughs> ad spot. Anyway, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E. A little bit of a pause there. Yeah. You almost messed it up. I heard almost. this. <laughs> <laughs> we also head to our blog where we have more things up throughout the year at gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Ryan Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> and go to Please Don't Die. Tell me your favorite draft bust. happened i don't know i made a joke but <laughs> oh i didn't know. oh yeah i didn't hear anything <laughs> like cut out yeah there's the bumper <laughs> nathan making a joke and then dead silence yeah i was like oh oh i didn't think it was that bad <laughs>